Well, we're back, beautiful people. After a two-week absence, I just had so much on my plate. School, work, all kinds of things. But I promise to bring in more guests, more podcasts, and more entertainment. And I decided for the comeback of season two, I decided to bring in a friend from high school. Someone who I knew for a very long time. And I'm glad to see her pursue her career in music while balancing life. So, it is my honor to bring to you all... Serena Arrevalo. The main focus of this uh, podcast will be about like your career in singing. But before that, you kind of text me about some of the work you've done in cooking and you do some events. So you want to tell us a little bit about that right now? Yeah, sure. Of course. Um, so aside from my singing, I also um, have my small business, Serena Sweets. I sell only three cookies at the moment, which are my peanut butter cookies, my chip gooey chunk, in other words, chocolate chip, and my M&M, which I call my party cookie. They're all the same price, $8. And I also cater for events with my business. So any birthday party or special gathering anybody has, I usually make these little small fair boxes with two cookies in each one. And I match them up to whatever the theme of the party is. So I had a baby shower that I once did a couple months ago. And I just did pink ribbon with gold um, to accent it with some white as well. So <laughs> I get pretty creative. I have pictures of that on Instagram. Um, if anybody wants to look more into that and follow at Serena Sweets, but with a double S at the end. My mom, she did a lot of baking growing up um, during Christmas time. And just one day she stopped. Well, one year she stopped. And um, I kind of carried the tradition myself. And from there, I wanted to make my own type of cookies for people to remember me by. And I came up with the peanut butter cup cookie. And it therefore became my signature cookie in my business right now. Because everybody loves them, <laughs> everybody adores them. So I'm grateful for that. I do want to. I do want to thank my mom for inspiring me to do something like that. I go to Mission Beach every other Sunday or Saturday to sell my cookies. Uh, if anybody ever wants to go down, if you're in San Diego. So why don't you tell us about your background singing and how did all of that begin? Well, where did I start? You know, I've been singing for a very long time. Definitely not professional or like even semi-pro, nothing like that. I just, it's always been something that's been a part of me since for a very um, long time, since a young age. Even at the age of four, I wish I still had the video of me singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. <laughs> Um, I just, you know, I feel like everybody in my family always knew that I was going to be like doing something with music. My mom told me I used to play with the wind chimes like all the time. That was apparently the only thing that calmed me down as a baby. You know, she would do everything in her power to calm me down. But as soon as she put a wind chime in front of me, I would stop crying. <laughs> So yeah, I started off from there like a young age and uh, as time progressed, I was finding out who I was and in middle school we had, there was a talent show that was going to happen and never did, but I auditioned for it and I was realizing that I wanted to be more part of things like that because I did singing all the time on my free time. And as soon as I got to high school, everybody knows that, you know, high school is everybody's stomping ground and where everybody figures themselves out. I realized that when I did my performance at the talent show at the beginning of the year as a freshman I was like wow this is so fun this is something I really want to do you know I was really passionate about it but it was funny because I always told myself 
that it's just a hobby. You know, it's just a hobby. I'm not going to go anywhere with it. Like, it's just something that I do on the side. I need to be realistic with my goals. As a teenager, you want to figure out like what you're going to do for money and future family and all this kind of stuff. And I realize now it's not about the money at all. It's about what you love to do. And you realize that the money is going to come later. It's going to come after that. As long as you just keep putting effort into what you love, period, then everything that you want from it is going to come later. When you do sing, I have noticed that you go a lot towards uh, the 70s, 80s, uh, a lot of classic songs. Uh, even when I went to go see you recently, you want to tell us about any influence, like any people that influenced you listening to? I think a celebrity or like a musician that definitely affected me was Etta James, first person that comes to mind. Like she was just part of the foundation of like blues along with um, Muddy Waters. And it was people like her that inspired me to, you know, really do, uh, to, to pursue singing because she has some amazing songs such as A Sunday Kind of Love, At Last, which I sing all the time. I'd rather go blind, but I preferably would like to listen uh, listen to and sing to oldies music. Um, I always feel like I have old soul. So when I was in high school, I was like trying to sing all this pop stuff and I wasn't figuring myself out yet. So, but now I realize like this is, my voice fits like the old, old style. I was always constantly listening to other YouTubers, actually a lot of YouTubers and just a lot of other people that were doing covers and her and hear how they um, perceive versions of different songs. And that kind of led me to realize what kind of voice that I had. Where we met was actually at Urban Life, Urban Life Ministries. And I saw you sing. You were amazing. You were like one of the highlights at these Urban Mic events. And who were like some of the people there that influenced you? And what did you learn both as a singer and a person during your time in Urban Life? Urban Life was definitely one of the biggest impacts in my life because it allowed me to network with all kinds of people in the school district. You know, I wasn't just limited to making friends at Crawford. I had friends from Hoover, Lincoln, Morse, like all these within the San Diego district. And I'm so grateful for that because every person that you meet, it happens for a reason why you meet them. Like for example, Gina, she's definitely Gina Vallejo. Shout out to her. I love her. She's still one of my greatest mentors and Lena Bell as well. Lena, shout out to you. Love you, babe. You get that. Those two people were definitely a great influence for singing and for, you know, becoming a leader as, and Kathy Pham, you know, when I did the leadership internship with her, she definitely opened me up to a lot of you know, bright ideas and helped shape me to who I am today but I can't just limit it to those three people like you know like Jose Sarah like everybody in Urban Life was just a huge impact to everybody that joined the organization and we had that event at the end of the year where we got to meet a hundred more people from this from the city who are in support of Urban Life and I got to talk to those people and you know a lot of business owners you know contractors you know architecture like all these all kinds of professions and you know at the time was good for me because I wanted to see, you know who these people were what they were about and what um what and tell me decide what I wanted to do with myself too
moving on, uh, following Urban Life, I know you took a brief break at one point. So you want to tell us like why, what happened, or what was like the story behind that? A lot contributed to that, what you're talking about. Um, when I got accepted to Norwich University, which is the oldest um, military institute in the nation, I was so excited and was so ready to leave California. I was like, let's do this. I don't have to worry about washing these dishes. I don't got to worry about waking up early, taking all this stuff in the house. I don't got to worry about people breathing down my neck. But I mean, I didn't know what to expect at school because as soon as I got there, I was doing the exact same thing, just not washing dishes. <laughs> um, but while I was, when I got there, it was just a huge culture shock. It was just a huge um, environment, a different environment than what I was used to. And I had to force myself to meet, you know, new people because I went there alone all by myself, you know, as a 17 year old, not knowing who anybody is, not knowing what to do or where to go next, like in school, like, you know, inside the school and whatnot. So I had to, you know, make my own little family when I got there. And like, you know, I had pretend parents or like adopted parents, <laughs> uh, like nurtured me and helped me, um, you know, get in like the first day and all that stuff. So I really thank them as well. Um, shout out to Rosalind Guzman's parents. You know, I hope you guys are doing great. But anyways, I get there. I was just so stressed out. I was like having anxiety because I just felt like I was all alone and I was trying to convince myself that I can do it like while I was there. And since I was so focused on all that and getting my school in order and abiding by all the restrictions and the rules that we had to follow as freshmen, I wasn't really focusing on what I actually loved, which was singing. And I, and I did actually try my best to go every day to the church that was there on campus, the chapel that was there to practice at least for 30 minutes out of the day like in the morning after breakfast or before breakfast. I really, really enjoyed even just that 30 minutes. And at the end of the year, I had found out that there was a talent show like in my school. And so I took that opportunity to do that there. I had a really great time. Even though I was a part of doing that, like I still feel like I was losing my way because when I wasn't, I ended up actually not going back. I wasn't um, accepted after my sophomore year and I had to, you know, change everything in my life. I had to adapt to the change. I, you know, I was accepted into my boyfriend's family at the time and I had to come up with a way to find a, you know, find a place to live on my own out there by myself. And I had, and mind you, my parents didn't even know that I was a lot like in the East coast with like, not even at school, like the first month, I honestly lied to them. And I felt really bad because, because now I realize that when people lie, they lie out of fear. And I don't, and I don't like to lie anymore. You know, it's not, it's not right. And I did that. I was right. I did that because I was scared of what they were going to think. And when I finally told my mother the truth, it was like a huge sense of relief. It was a really scary time. And because I was dealing with all that life stuff, worrying about where I was going to go. And when I finally found a place, thankfully to um, Joshua's uncle who works in carpentry, he found us a place and I was able to hold the fort there. During that two years, I just felt really depressed and I felt like, you know, huge anxiety and I just wasn't really happy because I wasn't happy. It's because I wasn't happy because I wasn't doing the things that I wanted or loved. I was just doing it because I loved, you know, Joshua and I loved, you know, the fact that I was going to have a baby and, you know, later on that I found out and I had to focus on my time and energy on that. And, um, 
And then after some time passing, COVID hit. Me and Josh took the opportunity to move back to San Diego. We did. <laughs> I'm here back in San Diego back last year in May. And was it was probably a really wonderful decision, you know, that we made because it got me back into my passions, like my baking and my singing, most importantly. And I've, I just wonder if we didn't make that decision to move back to San Diego, I would have never started doing what I'm doing now. You know, I would have never found the person I'm working with right now. I would have never, you know, started even think about making my cookies again. That was a tough time. And because like, yeah, because I was just really stressed out and because I was dealing with a, like my living situation and trying to just get my adult life situated, I wasn't focusing on the things that I loved. And now that I'm back here in San Diego, I'm, I'm actually I just feel reconnected with those things again. And I'm just so grateful for it. So when I saw you perform at Little Italy, I also met Jerry, also known as Jake Cal. And I just want to know, how did that interaction come about? Uh, how did you two meet and how did you guys start working together? When I was running for Miss Health and Fitness 2021 back in May, I, remember I, I was on the boardwalk um, campaigning for myself. And I was, you know, networking with anybody who I can, who I saw was available. And he was standing there on the boardwalk playing his music with his hashtag and his username and all that stuff um, for people to follow with his little tips and everything. And I came up to him. I just started talking. I said, hey, how are you doing today? How's it going? Um, this is what I'm doing. How long have you been doing this? All this, is, you know, being genuine with my questions and answers. We exchanged Instagrams and I... Once we exchanged goodbyes and things like that, I left and I get a message on Instagram. You get a message and it was him. So I open it up and it says, uh, you sing just like that. You sing with a question mark. And I said, yes, I do sing. He's like, uh, can you come back around for me again? So that way I can hear you. And I said, I said, okay, sure. Yeah. Let me just go back right now. And I, and I do my little loop. I go back around and I see him again and I say, what's up? And I said, it's pretty loud out here for you to hear me. So I'm just going to show you this video that I have me singing that I recorded a couple weeks ago. I show him the song, puts it up to his ear. He listens to it for 30 seconds and he says, that's all I need to hear. And I look at him and I'm like, okay, uh, did you not like it? Did you like it? I'm like freaking out inside, right? And he tells me, no, it's perfect. It's exactly the sound that I'm looking for. Your look, everything that you have right now, you got it you got it. You just got to, you got to do something with it. And, you know, I found, I found it really hard to believe when he said that. And I was just really inspired. He's like, Oh, this is going to be like a huge thing. Like oh, I'm going to, we're going to do a label, all this kind of stuff. Like he's just saying all these things that any music pr person would, you know, aspire to want to have. And he pulled out a little card like with his name on it and stuff. And he said, here, sign this right here. And we can have this as a memento to our, uh, to the beginning of our singing careers. And I was like, that's so amazing. <laughs> I, I want, I hope he still has it, <laughs> That's so cool. um, but it's, yeah, just, I just did my little signature on there. Um, and we just started, when we te texted and, you know, back and forth about like the singing and it took him a long time. It took him like a month later to actually have him get me out there 
in Little Italy, like in the boardwalk and stuff like that to sing because what was it? Well, the day that you messaged me about like wanting to check me out to go sing in Little Italy, the day before that was my first time singing in Little Italy. So from May to now, like, you know, two weeks ago, that's how long it took him for me to get out there. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not going to let, I'm not going to let myself hold myself back. In other, in other words. When singing now in places like Little Italy, how is that so much different than it was when you were in high school or urban life or just in general in your teen years? Very different. Um, well, let me say this. Like my first performance in freshman year, uh, I had like half the crowd boo at me. So that was great. <laughs> um, there was I had a lot of tension um, in high school, freshman year. So like the people that were I was surrounded with wasn't really supportive of me. They didn't really like me. They just wanted me to fail. And definitely a comparison and then moving on to college. And when I performed there, you know, I was, it was really great performing there. I got a lot of different vibes, um, different environment. What was I going to say? And then especially to now seeing in Little Italy, it's, it's such a blessing. It's, I just feel so much more confident about myself. You know, I, I definitely gained a lot more wisdom over the years. Um, that's helped shape um, what kind of performance that I'm going to decide to give. You know, the type of mindset you set yourself in before performance is going to really set it off. So I see you do all these covers and I've seen you do it for years. At any point, have you ever thought I want to write my own music or do you just want to stick to music that maybe influenced you in the past? That's def that's the goal. I feel like that's a lot of um, singers and musicians goal is to create their own music. And we have these oldies to inspire us to do that. And I sing this music now as a stepping stone to what I have yet to see because um, we don't want to just be singing covers our whole lives. I mean, that's where we have to start. Right. You know, we, that's where we find our voices. That, you know, we find out who we are, you know, with our music, you know, and, and determines what type of music we're going to be doing. Um, I actually do. I actually am going to be recording in a studio in the next upcoming weeks. So, and we have a, we haven't necessarily decided um, what's going to happen, but what we've talked about is we're going to do a mini album of a few uh, covers of songs um, that me and my partner sing. So it'll be three songs that he sings, three songs that I sing, and three songs of duets. So right now, as we wrap things up, any last words of encouragement you want to give to anyone listening right now who wants to get into music? Yes. Just never settle. Always, with anything that you do in life, make a living off of your talents. When, you know, it might be so hesitant to, like, get this or get that in that moment in time, but, you know, really invest and to really invest in yourself, you know, and whatever you pursue to do, pursue, pursue to do with your life. And, um, and once, you, once you learn how to make a living off your talents, don't ever settle. Don't just stop right there. Keep going. And always work towards greatness. Well, that seems to be it for what I have for the show. So 
Thank you again, Serena, for being on the show. And have a blessed day. Alex, thank you so much for having me on here. Thank you, everybody who is listening. Um, I appreciate every single one of you. And please go follow my Instagram at Serena C Fitness. My partner's Instagram, j.cal.radio. And um, thank you again for supporting. And I hope you guys all have a blessed and wonderful day. Well, that will be it for this episode of Kata Nation. Good to be back here once again. I promise I will be here next week. Closing us off will be a song originally sang by the legendary Etta James, but let's let Serena take over. As she performs the song this podcast is titled for, At Last by Serena Arrevalo. We'll see you next week. We are Kata Nation. This has been a Catanation Studios production. To get involved or be a possible guest on the show, go to my Instagram, Catanation Studios, at WeAreCatanation for more. And to continue to listen to awesome podcasts just like this one, go to wearecatanation.buzzsprout.com.